Welcome to the Ablaze Youth Podcast. We invest our time into the things that we feel are worth it. If you, why would someone not pray, pray? They don't think it's worth it. They don't think it works. Right? That's, that, that's really the only reason why I can picture someone not praying. is because they don't actually believe that it'll work. But I'm going to show you guys today. Today we're talking about how to actually receive answers to prayer. I don't know if you've ever prayed and prayed and, and didn't receive. Like you, you asked God for something and it didn't happen. And then you were just disappointed, discouraged. And it's like, okay. Like honestly, I feel like a lot of times people don't pray because they tried it and it didn't work out for them. Right? They tried it and it didn't work out for them. But here's the thing. We brought up a verse in, in the book of James. I don't know if anyone remembers it, but what did James say? You ask and you don't receive. Why? Because you're not praying right. Right? He says you ask and you don't receive because you're not praying right. So if, if we can actually get people to understand that, that there is a wrong way to pray, that'll help them dramatically. Because if we think, well, I did what I, what I was supposed to do. I did, I did my part and I prayed. But did you pray right? You know, I did my part, but God didn't do his part. Therefore, he's not faithful. Therefore, he's not good. Therefore, he's withholding good things. And you can see that rabbit trail and how that can take you off into That's taking people off into atheism, all the way into atheism. I don't even believe in God anymore because I tried it and it didn't work out for me. You, you didn't try it. You just tried to do it your own way and it didn't work. Why, why would I give someone instructions for something? Because I want them to do it, right? If I gave you directions to my house... The implication is I want you to make it to my house, right? right? I'm not going to give you instructions to my house just for the fun of it. I'm giving you instructions to get to my house because I want you to get there, right? And uh, what is this? Right? God gave us instruction. He showed us how to pray, right? Then Jesus said, this is how you should pray. And then he showed them how to pray, right? Why would he have to show us how to pray if there's... Not a wrong way to pray. There is a wrong way to pray and there's a right way to pray. And God gave us instruction in His Word. Why? Because He wants to answer our prayers. He wants actually our prayer life to work. He wants to give us the things that we're asking Him for, but are we doing it properly? Uh, most people aren't. Most people don't pray properly. And actually, uh, the, first, the first thing I want to give you today on how to pray properly is this. You have to actually believe. In order to pray properly, you have to believe that God wants to answer your prayers. Serena, Serena's got that, right? If you, uh, if you want to pray properly, you have to first believe that God wants to answer your prayer. All right, John 16, 23. That's going to be the first verse I give you. Actually, I'm going to, never mind. John, I just turned off my mic. Turn with me to John 14. John 14, 12. All right, I'm going to show you where Jesus four times in the same message said the same thing. All right, four times in one message Jesus says the same thing. All right, and I'm going to see if you guys can pick up on what that is. All right, John 14, 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. And then he says this, hear this, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. All right, now in the same message. Let's move forward to John 15, verse 7. All right. John 15, verse 7. Jesus says this, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Now let's fast forward to verse 16. 
You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit that you, and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. All right. Now let's fast forward again. Uh, chapter 16, verse 23. All right. This is all this is all in the same message that Jesus is teaching. All right. Chapter 16, verse 23. Jesus says this. Now, l- let me ask you this. Is Jesus a liar? That should be the easiest question that I can ask you today. Is Jesus a liar? No. No. I mean, in the first one, how did he op- open that first verse that I brought up? Didn't he say truly, truly? Yes. So, you know what he's saying? He's saying what I'm telling you is true. So much so that I'm going to say truly twice. Right? All right. So what's he saying here? All right. Verse 23 in chapter 16. In that day, you will not question me about anything. Truly, truly. Oh, okay. So we see this again. What he's telling you is true. Amen. Right? Truly, truly, I say to you, if you ask the Father for anything in my name, he may give it to you. Is that what it says? No, it says he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you may receive. No, he says ask and you will receive so that your joy may be full. Like one more verse to give you just to like solidify this. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7. He said, ask and you what? You will receive. Seek in what? You will find. Some, someone's going King James there. Ye shall find, right? Knock and what will happen? The door will be open, right? Now, does he say may? Does he say ask and, you know, we'll see? Maybe, maybe if it's his will, maybe it's not, you know, we'll see. No, or does he say ask and you will receive? Yeah. All right, let me give you one more verse. All right, we read this last week in James. Uh, in James, didn't he say uh, you, you ask or you have not because Why? You, you don't ask, right? You, you don't have because you don't ask God for it, right? Okay, so I just gave you like, what, five verses right there? Yep. Right, four of them from Jesus, one of them from James, uh, or five of them from Jesus, one of them from James, all of them inspired by the Holy Ghost, of God saying and kind of emphasizing this point, I'll, when you ask, I want to give it to you. Yeah. When you ask, you'll receive. I want to answer your prayers. I want to answer your prayers. I want to answer your prayers. We have to recognize God has a desire to answer our prayers. Oh, and and look at this. Why does he want to answer our prayers? All right, verse 24, John 16, 24. Until now you have asked for nothing in my name, asking you will receive. Why? So that your joy may be full. Oh, so God wants you happy? God wants you joyful? Yes. Amen. So, So why does God enjoy answering our prayers because he enjoys seeing us enjoy i mean like christmas time why would a parent give their kids all these presents why because it brings them joy to see their kids receive the things that they ask them for why because they love you they enjoy seeing you enjoy right now even if you had crappy parents all right there's There's people who love to see you enjoy. I like giving people gifts because it brings me joy. Because it brings me joy seeing other people enjoy. Honestly, there's no one who I enjoy giving gifts more to than Serena. Because she's really good at receiving gifts. Right? But Serena, what do you do do when someone gives you a gift? Thank you. Ah, look at that. So how do you know that you actually received the gift? You give thanks. Giving. You give thanks. Right? So... Here's, here's, okay, my first key that I gave you on how to receive answered prayer is you got to believe that God wants to answer your prayers. Number two, you got to be thankful. All right, turn with me to Philippians 4. 
I'm going to switch over to the New Living. Philippians 4. Philippians chapter 4. I'll get there and then I'll give you a verse. Because I don't remember actually the verse. Philippians. That's a good one, but that's not the one I'm going to. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. You hear that? Tell God what you need and then do what? What do you do when you, after you pray? What do you do after you ask Him? What do you do? You thank Him. Right? All right, so this is the NLT version. The NASB actually says, uh, make your request known to God with thanksgiving. Right? So if I'm pr- when I pray, if I don't give thanks, am I in faith? Do I actually believe that I've received it? Mark eleven twenty four says, if you, when you pray, believe you have received it. Not believe that it's coming. Believe you actually received it. When you pray, you should believe. Okay, because again, what does amen mean? It's done, right? Amen means it's happening. I have it. Amen means what I just asked God for, it's on the way, right? If I were to, if I were to walk up to, to my, Michael, if I came up to you and I said, I'm going to give you $100 next week. If I told you that, uh, what are you going to do next week? Next week, you're, you're going to for sure make sure you're here. I put it in the offering. Right? right? But, but you're going to prepare for it. See, you're going to prepare to receive that. Why? Because you trust me. Right? Okay. Now, when God said, whatever you ask for, believe you received, then it will be yours. Do we believe that he's actually going to do it? So, key number one, we have to actually believe that God wants to answer our prayer. Key number two, we have to what? Give thanks. Right? Which is tied to key number three, which if you're taking notes, you can write this down. Key number three is I have to be in faith. When I pray, I actually have to believe that God's going to answer my prayer. If I don't believe he's going to answer my prayer, I'm not going to, he's not going to answer my prayer. Turn with me to James. I I think we got into this a little bit, but James chapter 1. See, I I want you to hear this. Again, God wants to answer your prayers, and that's why he's having me teach this to you. Because he wants to show you. If you'll do these things, he'll answer your prayers. Do you hear that? I mean, how many of you want God to answer your prayers? Raise your hand. I mean, if you don't want him to answer your prayers, you can keep your hands up. But how many of you want God to answer your prayers? Right? You want God to answer your prayers. Well, I'm giving you, we mentioned this last week, but recognize this. There's a doorway full of the blessings. And God's handing you the keys right now to open that door, unlock that door, and enter into the, the promises. But James chapter 1, I'll, I'll tell you the verse in a second. But God's giving you the keys right now to enter into the blessings, to enter into answered prayers, right? I, I, know, I know for a fact that there's people in this room who have been frustrated because you're like, why doesn't it seem like my prayers are answered? Why does it feel like when I'm praying, I'm just talking to a wall right now, right? I'm giving you the answers right now, all right? The keys being presented to you. If you take these keys and you apply them and do them, you're not, you're not gonna, honestly, you're going to enjoy prayer because you're going to see it actually working for you. Amen? James chapter one. James chapter 1, verse 5. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So again, you you even hear this. And and this is talking about wisdom, but this falls into everything that we're talking about. Does it say that God's irritated by you asking? No. No. It says he won't rebuke you. He actually wants to give it to you generously. Why? Because he's good and he's generous. All right. Next verse. 
So, uh, verse six. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is unsettled is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed around by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. All right. So here, all of a sudden, James is giving us a key. If I pray and I'm like, all right, we'll see what he does. Maybe he'll answer. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll show up. Maybe he won't. We'll just see. Let me just try this out. And should I expect to receive anything from the Lord? Right. Other translations say it's like a double minded man. Right. Half of my mind is saying he'll answer. Half of my mind is saying he won't. Uh, half, of, half of my mind is saying, well, I asked before and it didn't work. So why would it work now? Right. That's double minded. And James is saying right here, you should like if, if that's the position that you're approaching your prayer in. God, if it be your will, like may, heal me. It is his will, which we're going to get into in a second. But if I'm thinking maybe he will, maybe he won't, which, again, is regarding faith. I'm not in faith in that moment. I'm in, let's try this out and let's see what happens, right? But no, he says, again, how many times does he have to say, if you ask, I'll give it to you, before we'll actually believe that when we ask, he'll give it to us, right? So he's saying right here, you need to be in faith. And how do I know that I'm in faith? What's going to produce out of me? Thank, thankfulness, thanksgiving, right? Because if I, again, if I give you $100, what's, what are you going to say? Thank you. Thank you, right? If I give you, like if you ask me for something and I give it to you, what, what should you say? Like picture like the parent behind you. What do you say? Thank you, right? What do you say? Thank you. Yeah, right? Be, because why? You actually believe you have it now. I, I asked you for it. You gave it to me. Thank you. Thank you. See, thanksgiving comes from someone who actually believes that they're receiving. So when the Bible says, believe you have received it, what are you going to do? You're going to give thanks. That's why Philippians 4 says, uh, make your request known to God with thanksgiving. Yeah. If, if, if I'm not giving thanks in my prayer, I shouldn't expect to receive it. Actually, I'm not expecting to receive it because I'm not giving thanks. Thanksgiving is, the evi- is part of the evidence that I actually believe that I have what I asked for. Can you hold that yeah. for a second? Okay, so it's important for us to recognize the power of Thanksgiving. Why do we open our services with worship? Why is, it, why is Thanksgiving important? Like, is it because God needs us to say thank you? Is it like he, he, his love language is, is words of affirmation and he needs to, he just, I won't give you anything until you say thank you. No. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's not God. Thanksgiving is all right? about having food on your table. Sure, but no, actually, guys, guys, guys listen, I, I don't have much time, all right? Why are we giving thanks? Because Thanksgiving is just the evidence that we actually believe. It's not because God needs it. It's just that's the evidence of my faith. That's the evidence that I'm in faith. God, I thank you that you've done it. I thank you that it's coming. I thank you that it's coming into my hands. That's why I give thanks. Are you hearing that? I give thanks because I actually believe that he's done it, right? Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I received. And, and I want you to hear this. Guys, I want you to hear this. Everyone listen, listen real quick. Hear this. If I come out of a time of prayer more discouraged than going in, I didn't pray right. Do you hear that? If I come out of a time of prayer more discouraged than when I went in, I didn't pray right. I probably spent a lot of time complaining about my problems to God. God, what? I need your help. Like, what? And if I come out discouraged, I don't believe that he actually heard me. God, do you hear me? How did Jesus pray? Shouldn't we pray like Jesus? Right? Do, do you think it's probably good to pray like Jesus? Yeah. yeah? All right. What, how did Jesus pray? Father, I thank you that you always hear me. Yeah. Right? Isn't that how we prayed? Right? You got a dead man in a tomb. 
he's dead. He's been dead for four days. And Jesus is walking up to pray. To, there's not an actual dead guy over there. Everyone's like looking. There's a dead guy over there? No. But, but in, this, in this story, right, you have Lazarus who was dead for four days. And Jesus show, shows up, right? And he's asking God. He's, he's coming to God to resurrect this man who's been dead for four days. And, and how does Jesus pray? He says, Father, I thank you that you hear me. I know you always hear me. But I'm asking so that they can know, right? I'm asking so that they can know that you hear me. And so he's like, Father, be glorified. And then he's like, all right, Lazarus, come out. And then Lazarus all like tied up in his, you know, in his grave clothes, like just bounces out of the tomb, right? Everyone's freaking out at this point, right? He, 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 yeah, but well, he was buried in his grave clothes, in his grave clothes, right? And then he was like, all right, unbind him, right? But how did, again, how did he pray? Father, I thank you that you hear me. Yeah. I, I thank you that you hear me. See, that's faith. Yeah. Jesus knew. God, you're hearing me, and I know that when you hear me, I will have what I ask for. All right, turn with me to 1 John. I'm giving you another one. All right, so, so what were the keys how, to answer prayer? What was number one? Believe that he wants to answer your prayers. What was number two? Give thanks. What was number three? Be in faith. Pray in faith. All right, what was number four? Ah, I was going to see if someone would just make something up. Number four. Number four, you got to pray according to his will. All right? Now, if I were to say, God, I ask you right now to give me $1,000 so that I can go buy a gun and kill somebody. Do you think he'll do that? I know that was a very intense illustration. I was trying to, I, was, I really wanted a, a, a less intense one, but that was, the, that was the best I could think of, right? All right, so am I praying according to God's will in that moment? No. All right, come on, this, this isn't a trick question. Maybe this is the easiest one. If I ask God to help me kill somebody, am I praying according to his will? No. No, okay, right? So, so I want you to hear this. It's important for us to pray according to his will, right? Right? It's important for us to pray according to his will. Like, like I... <coughs> Excuse me. Like all the moisture in the back of my throat disappeared. Like all at once. All right. So, thank you, wife. You're the best. Okay, so. If I, thank you. If I, um, I I've, I've heard the story of like, like someone who came up to, uh, to a pastor and was like, Pastor, I would like, uh, I would like to, you to agree with me. Uh, it's an unspoken request. First off, I want you to hear this. This is important. Uh, God doesn't answer unspoken prayer requests. You hear that? You hear that? I cannot agree with you with something that I don't know I'm agreeing with you on. So if anyone comes up to me and says, I have an unspoken requ- request, I'm like, okay, either tell me or get out. <laughs> like, I'm not, I can't agree. Because what if, what if your unspoken prayer request is, I want $1,000 so I can go kill somebody? Like, I'm not going to agree with that prayer. You know, I'm not going to agree with your unspoken request. All right, and first off, and secondly... Doesn't the Bible say make your request known? Or does it say keep it hidden? Right? I can't agree with you if you're keeping it hidden. Right. Are you hearing this? Like there's no prayer of agreement in that aspect. And there's power in agreement. Yeah. Right? There's power when you come up to me and say, hey, can you be agreeing with me on this? And you let me know. And we bring scripture attached to it. And we pray. There's power in that. But when someone says, I have an unspoken request, it's like, I can't agree with that. Because I, I don't know what I'm agreeing with. Because why, why are you keeping it hidden? Also. Now, I recognize that some requests are personal, but you should have someone that you trust to bring those requests to. Like, like you're, 
Like, I understand if a girl is having, like, it's that time of the month, like, don't what? come to me. What? All right? What? Go to Marky or Serena and ask them for agreement. Right? God will give you grace, but don't come to me. All right? I understand that. Have somebody, I don't, I'm, I'm giving you the weirdest illustration, I'm so sorry. But have someone that you trust to bring those requests to, but don't, don't let them be unspoken. The Bible says, make your requests known. Make your requests known to God. Right? So... With that being said, like, I've heard, I've heard uh, you know, pastors say, though, I've heard pastors say, like, someone came up to me and was like, hey, I want you to be agreeing with me. It's unspoken. Well, speak it, right? And then, okay, okay. Well, I'm actually agreeing because I want to marry this woman, and I want, but she's already married to another man, and so I want her to divorce her husband so that I can marry her. All right? Is God going to answer that prayer? No. No. But that person was convinced that it was the Lord that wanted that. Right? Just because you believe something is, is right doesn't mean it's right. Are you hearing me? Yes. Did you hear that? Yes. Just because you think something is right and good for you doesn't mean it's good for you. Are you hearing that? Yes. Which is why we need to pray according to his will. First John, First John chapter 5, verse 14 says this. This is the confidence which we have before him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, doesn't this sound like what Jesus prayed? Father, I thank you that you hear me. Right? So he knew what God's will was in that situation. Right? So we know that if we pray, ask anything in according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request which we asked from him. So how do I know if something's his will? Do I have to say, God, is this your will? Do I have to pray according to his will? Or does he show us what his will is in his word? Right? Okay. I, honestly, that both, in all honesty. If, it, if, if it's not something that, you, like, for example, am I supposed to date this person, all right? You're not going to find a verse in here that says, thus saith the Lord, thee shall date, you know, so-and-so. You're not going to find that. That's a time when you need to reach out to a leader and where you need to reach out to God and say, all right, God, I want you to make this abundantly clear. Again, but I want you to recognize this, though, because your flesh and your bias could be very strong and say, no, this is right, because they make you feel so good inside. That doesn't mean it's God. Just because something feels good doesn't mean it's God. Ask Eve. Right? She looked at the, a- the apple and she's like, oh, it looks good for fruit. That's what the Bible says. It looks good. Was it good? No. No. Because of, of that dumb fruit, we're in, the, in this mess. right? But God brought Jesus to bring us out of the mess. Amen. So, but you see here, if I, but if I, what's his will? His will is for me to be healed. So if I'm sick or if I have a headache or if I'm dealing with any of those things, I don't have to ask God what his will is. He made it clear in his word. His will is for me to be healed. If, is it, you know, uh, like I, I have bills to pay. I know you guys are teenagers. You don't necessarily have bills to pay. But it's God's will to, to supply all your need. Right? It's his will. So, so recognize it's God's will. So you don't have to, like, is it God's will for you to get to church? Yeah, absolutely. So you don't have to say, well, Lord willing, I'll be there. No, he's willing to be there. That's your choice, right? But, but it's important for us to recognize that if I'm not praying according to his will, I, I, I don't have a guarantee that, that the answers are coming, right? Because if I'm praying my own will, again, you, you read in James chapter uh, 4, 5, 4, 5, 4, 5, 4, 4, 4, let's say 4, right? And you, if you read in there, it says, right, it said, you don't have because you don't ask, but, you don't, but when you ask, you don't receive, because you're tr- you want to just spend it on your own pleasures. It's, it's all about you at that point, which goes into the, the final point that I want to give you today. John fifteen seven. We already read this, but we're going to read it again. 
And honestly, I would say that this is probably the most important point. All right? If some stranger walked up to you on the street and said, give me $100, I need it, will you give it to them? Probably not, right? I don't know you. You might spend it on drugs or something like that. I, I don't know you. Um, now, if the Lord says do it, like that's one thing. But a stranger walks up to you on the street, someone that you don't know, someone that you don't have a relationship I with. and right. Yeah, he's not going to ask you to lie to us. Yeah. Way, to, way to know God's will, right? So, where, again, John 15, verse 7. I want you to hear this. John 15, verse 7 says this. Anyone who does not remain in me is... Oh, that's verse 6. Never mind. Verse 7. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted to you. I need to have an active, consistent fellowship with God. All right? God's not someone who, whenever you need him, you just call on him, and then the rest of your life you ignore him. Pretend like he doesn't exist. That's not how fellowship works. First off, you're already off base, and you're basically treating yourself like God and like he's your servant, and that's not okay. God, I'm going to live for myself, but when I need something, I'm going to come to you, and I'm going to demand and expect that you do it for me. Eh, that sound like a, does that sound okay? No, but honestly, can, can I be honest for a second? I feel like that's a majority of, of Christians today. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll come to church, but, you know, Monday through Friday or Saturday, Monday through Saturday, I just do my own thing. I do whatever the heck I want. I don't really even give God a second thought unless I need something from him. Here's the thing. When you abide in him, when you are in a consistent fellowship with him, this is why we talked about this last week. Pray always. This isn't just a, I only pray before a meal. I, I need to be in consistent prayer. It doesn't mean I'm always talking and always saying things. But remember, we said this last week. Prayer is fellowship. Like, I can sit next to my wife and just be with her, and we don't have to be talking, but we're, we're having fellowship because we're just together, right? We don't have to be talking, but, but we're, in, we're, we're fellowshipping with each other, right? And then I can talk. She'll talk to me. I can talk, she'll talk to me, and we can have a conversation in that aspect of it, right? Like, that's how it should be with God. Like, I'm just in His presence. Like, I'm praying in the Spirit. And any time I think about Him, I just start giving Him thanks. I need to be in fellowship with Him at all times. All times. All times. Because if my relationship with God is, God, I'm just going to come to you when I need you, that's not a relationship. That's, I think I'm God, and He should do whatever I say. And that's not, an, that's not a good approach to prayer. Can you say amen? Right? I, I don't want to be that way with God. Right? Like, do you have, you might not have this friend, but can you imagine some, somebody who completely ignores your existence, but they only come to you when they need something? Like, honestly, that person would be really irritating to my flesh. Right? Like, I want to, like, how about this? You want a relationship with you. You want them to have a relationship with you. Maybe you even like that person, right? You want to have a relationship with them. But they complete, like you, you come up, try to have a conversation with you, and they ignore you. You, you try, they ignore you. But then when they need something, like, they, they come to you, hey, I need, I need your help, I need, I need 50 bucks. I need, I need, you know, like, oh, okay, uh, why did you ignore me the rest you know, of the time? Am I just somebody that, that you use whenever you need me? Like, I, I don't like being used. Right? I, don't, I don't like being used. I don't think anybody here does. So let's not do it to God, you know, the creator of the universe. You know, the one who loved you enough 
that He foresaw you and created you. You weren't an accident. He created you because He wanted to have a relationship with you. He created you because He wanted to have fellowship with you. He didn't create you so that you can ignore Him. Honestly, He created you so He can have a relationship with you and so He can just pour out His goodness and His blessing on you. But it doesn't work when we ignore Him our whole lives and then just come to Him when we need Him. That's not, that's not how fellowship with God works. And, and honestly, I feel like that might be one of the reasons why s- some of us, even in this room, might have been frustrated with our relationship with God. We only come to Him when we want something from Him. We don't come to Him because we love Him. Yeah. How about we do what the Bible says and delight ourselves in the Lord? Find our delight in Him. Not in what He offers us, but in actually just in Him. And that's when He gives us the desires of our heart. Right? It, doesn't, it doesn't say he'll give anybody the desires of their heart uh, just because they ask him for it. It says, delight yourself in the Lord. Right? We, we, need, we can't just take certain verses like, he'll give me whatever I ask for and ignore the other ones. They all come together. These are all pieces of the puzzle you know, that when they come together and we, and we put these pieces together, we'll find answers. But we can't just take one and be like, I like this one. Let me ignore the, the one that says I need to have fellowship with him. Let me just ask him whatever I want. Right? No, you, you also have to have fellowship with him. You have to abide in him. His word abides in you. You know, that's important because Jesus didn't say uh, you'll have whatever you want. He said if. Man, I'm telling you, that's a big word. If. You know what that means? That means there's something you have to do before the latter part ha- can happen. Right? If you abide in me and if my word abides in you, then you can ask whatever you want. Why? Because you're just... You're, you're abiding in him. You're in that fellowship with him you're, you're, because you love him. And when you do that, you'll start to see that he gives you the things that you ask for. Again, all these things need to come together, right? I give thanks because I believe. I actually have faith. I'm not doubting. I believe. And, and re- realize this. Honestly, I feel like everything that we just talked about can come together with this one point. Because how do I know his will? By abiding in him. The more I'm in him, the more I recognize that his will for me is good. Right. Because, you know, like many of you guys at least know me a little bit. Right. At least a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Enough to be if someone came up to you and says, did you did you hear it? Buddy just murdered like five people the other day. Like you would be like, all right. Like you're laughing because like, it's like like he's not even strong enough to do that. <laughs> you know, he's not even big enough. Like, I mean... like, you, right. Because, you, you know, me at least in, in that aspect of it. Right. But, but it's important for us to recognize that how do you know me? How do you come to actually know my character and my nature? By fellowshipping with me. By being around me. Right? You can't come to know me if, you're not, if you don't hang out with me. Are you hearing that? How are we going to actually get to know God's character and nature if we're not actually in fellowship with him and hanging out with him? Right? And I think, that, I think that's one of the biggest keys that we're missing. Because... Why would we actually not believe that he wants to give us good things? Because we don't know him. Let's be real. Why would we actually believe he might not actually want to give me, you know, X, Y, Z, a good thing? Because he's withholding no good thing from those who walk uprightly, right? So why would I actually believe that he doesn't want to answer my prayer? I'm telling you, like, when I was your age, I thought God wanted me depressed. Because I was depressed and I said, God, can you take this away from me? But I actually didn't have fellowship with him. And he didn't take it away from me. So I was like, well, he must want me depressed. I didn't know him. He's a loving father who 
His will for me is good. Why would my loving father want me emotionally damaged? He doesn't. But I was convinced. Well, I, he hasn't done it yet, so I guess he wants me to struggle with this. No. I, here's the thing. I just didn't know him because I wasn't in a relationship with him. Now, I'm not saying I wasn't saved. That's not what I'm talking about. I just didn't have an active enough relationship with him to know, no, he actually wants me healed. He wants me free from this because he's good. And the only way that you can actually come to know who he is is by having a relationship with him. So what I want you guys to do real quick, just close your eyes. You can stand up. You can stand up. Stand up. Everybody. And I want you to, I want you to just repeat this. Well, let, let me tell you this one thing first. Remember, Jesus came. The Bible says John 3.16. I'm pretty sure you guys have heard this verse before. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that those who believe in him will not perish but have what? Everlasting, Everlasting life. life. Eternal life. John 17.3 says this is eternal life to know God and the son whom he sent. So the whole point of Jesus coming was so that we can have fellowship with him. Jesus came so that we can have a relationship with him. And I'm telling you, see, like when people say like life with God is hard, they don't know God. They don't have fellowship with him. All they've seen is the fruit, but they haven't seen his character and nature because they haven't been in fellowship with him. When we have fellowship with him, things just work for us. Oh, what a blessing. You, you guys want things to just work for you? Yes. Then yeah. get in fellowship with Him regularly. Not just on Sundays, but regularly. So I want you to pray this prayer with me. Because what we're, what we're praying is we're praying. That this is dedicated. God, I'm dedicated to that fellowship with you. I'm done with being frustrated. I'm done with being irritated. I'm done with my prayers not working. I'm done with, with, with it, it, the feeling that life is just pushing against me and I can't get ahead and no I'm done with it father in you it's easy so repeat this after me say Lord Lord Jesus Jesus you are the Lord of my life you are the Lord of my life you call the shots and I'll be obedient I believe that you died for me and on the third day you rose again to give me life I received that life you are my Lord you are my Whatever you tell me to do, Whatever you tell me to do, I will do. I'll do. Because I love you. Because I love you. Thank you, Lord. Now just say this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Ah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The end of Philippians 4, uh, verse 8, or verse 6 says this. It says, Then the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. When you make a request to God and you know He's got it handled, you're not going to worry about it anymore. That's why Thanksgiving is so important. That's why I said, you know, if you come out of prayer more discouraged than going in, you didn't do it right because peace should be the fruit of it. Now, I'll say this and then I'll pray for whoever wants prayer. Next week, I believe we will be talking about different kinds of prayer. Because prayer is a lot more than just asking God for stuff. 
Today we were mostly talking about like the prayer of petition, making your request known to God. But there's a lot more to prayer than just, God, I want this. God, I need this. God, can you help me with this? There's a lot more to it. And we'll get into that next week. But make it a habit to just remember. As you go home, as you, as you go to bed, just make it a habit to remember that He's there with you. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's there with you. And just talk to him. God, I thank you. Thank you. Don't complain about all the things going wrong. No. Thank, find reasons to thank him. What's going good? And thank him for that. So if you want me to pray for you, that, that, that's all in my message. If you want me to pray for you, you can step forward and I'll pray for you.